Hey guys, welcome back to the Two Friends and Podcast, where we choose a topic and try to stay on topic for the remainder of the video. But um, we won't. Probably not. What's our topic today, Cody? Um, it is Pride Month, so I thought we could talk about gay stuff. Yeah! Yeah. I am gay. I am straight, so this <laughs> should get interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, obviously, you know, I wanted to do this topic because it's Pride Month. I just said that. Uh, and I figured that, you know, we've been friends for a while, and I imagine you have questions, maybe, about, like, the LGBT community. And obviously, I'm just a, you know, cis gay white man. But uh, I have spent a lot of You're time really with... mildly gay. Expand on that. Well, you're cis and a white man, so I guess you're you're only mildly gay. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. Everything except for the gay part is like the most basic you can be—a cis male oh, white okay. man. <laughs> do you, okay, wait. Instead of, <laughs> instead of saying mildly gay, do you maybe mean like mildly diverse? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're 100% gay, mildly diverse. I, I was about to say, because, like, I've been doing gay shit a long time. I wouldn't call it mild. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I'm a cis white gay man. Man is a little, you know, you know my feelings on that word. I kind of hate that word. But, you know, cis gay white guy. But I've spent a lot of time with, you know, other LGBTQ plus people, uh, people of color that, you know, identify as LGBTQ plus. So I, you know, I have a little bit of perspective, thankfully. And I actually lived in Pensacola, which is sort of like in a red area, but there's a lot of gay stuff going on there. <laughs> so I encountered a lot of people. A lot of sucking dick behind yeah. the Arby's. A lot. Yeah, behind the Arby's, <laughs> behind the Yankee Candle where I worked at. <laughs> Uh, you know, behind the, the McDonald's down the road. There's a Starbucks, you just do it in the bathroom. Great. <laughs> For legal reasons, every one of those was a joke. I did not violate the law by committing public acts of indecency. <laughs> Although, speaking of public acts of indecency, did I tell you about the guy the other day who sent me that message asking me to come to the park? Yes, with the with the puncture wounds yes uh so this guy <laughs> for context for the people listening uh this guy sent me this message on one of the the dating apps i'm on and he wanted to like hook up and i was like okay well can you host because he seemed pretty normal and i haven't had sex in a long time so i was like sure okay cool so can you host no i can't either i live with my family that's not happening so he was like, okay, well then we could just go, like, go to the park. <laughs> I didn't say anything, but he very immediately sent me a picture of his penis. And I've seen penises. I've seen a variety of penises. And this one was weird. Um, not so much in the shape or the size, but it was weird because it... It definitely had puncture marks on it. Now, I don't know what that means. Like, 
why are you injecting drugs into your penis? I feel like that's stupid. Why? Aren't there like some people that like want their their penis to bleed? <laughs> Actually, yeah, there are, and I, oh, I, I put that out of my mind. Um, <laughs> that's awful. Oh yeah, maybe that is what it is. He likes it hurting. Ew. Either Ew. one is about as bad as the other. Ew. <laughs> I. <laughs> <laughs> I it it did really matter like it what it's not gonna happen in a park <laughs> and it's like no I'm I'm not having sex in in a park. Could you imagine if you've gotten all the way to like say he could host at his house you got all the way to his house and you found the puncture marks? Oh, he probably would have sent me a dick pic before then. Oh, because I didn't ask for one. He just sent it. <laughs> so I, <laughs> which. I mean, I guess you don't have a ton of dating app experience, but, like, I'm sure you you received an unsolicited dick pic at some point, because it happens frequently. Yeah. And and he, yeah, he just sent it to me without him asking, which I guess, like, yes, we said we were going to hook up, so, like, that's expected. (laughs) It's expected that I would see a picture of his penis, I guess. But it was just (laughs) such a shock. Like, to be hit in the face with we're gonna fuck in a park, and then to be hit with, like, <laughs> drugs in the dick was, like, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> it was like that TikTok trend of, like, the one soft punch, and then the, <laughs> like, that thing. It was very that. <laughs> you should make a TikTok of it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I truly wish I had kept, like, I wish I had kept the picture but as soon as he sent it, I blocked him. And on this app, when you block somebody, it deletes the messages. And when I told you about it, <laughs> I really wanted to show you it. But <laughs> you should have screenshotted it really fast. I know. I know. It was just so alarming. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I guess any unsolicited dick pic is alarming. But that one was just like. That one's extra, extra alarming. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't as bad as that, like, super old guy that tried to hook up with me that one time. Almost successfully did, but yeah. <laughs> Is that the one where you ran crying out of his apartment? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but to shorten that long story, he lied about his age, and he used a really old picture. And then when I got to his apartment, he was super old and very naked (laughs) and i in turn used my excellent acting skills and cried on cue (laughs) and said i can't do this i just broke up with my boyfriend i thought i was ready i wasn't and then ran out the door (laughs) and drove home and blocked him (laughs) florida was interesting plot twist he's listening to this (laughs) <laughs> I mean, if he is, I, I can't, I, I don't know what he would want. <laughs> we don't have commercials yet, so, it, you know, I don't, I don't have anything to give him. There's no, there's no AdSense coming in. <laughs> anyway, to move on from the sex stuff, this year has been really, like, it's been a real roller coaster for my community. Because we just got the right to get married a few years ago. 
And now it's, like, threatened to be taken away multiple times over the past few years. And not only that, there are also, like, very extreme laws being put in place in some states that are extremely anti-LGBT. I mean, we just had the laws in Texas banning, like, gender-affirming care, which is insane. And then Florida, the don't-say-gay bill, which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> and for anyone who doesn't know, the uh, the don't-say-gay bill means that in school, children cannot... Uh, teachers cannot mention people being gay. Like, they can't teach about it. They can't tell kids about it. Uh, it, it which is foolish, because... And the reasoning they use is that because you shouldn't bring, like, sexual stuff into children's lives, except that's not... Children get bombarded with straight relationships all day, every day. Right, like, how many people have you heard of having, like, a boyfriend in kindergarten? How many little boys have adults called lady killers? Like, I literally got asked at, like, seven and eight years old if I had a girlfriend (laughs) by my fucking extended family members. Like, it's... It's very strange that they're using that reasoning, but it doesn't make any sense when you actually, like, poke at it a little bit. Right. Like, if they were going to use that, they need to, like, take straight relationships away from it, too. Mm-hmm. And also, like, being gay is just... It's not about sex, really. It's about attraction. Just like you are attracted to guys. You right here. Rebecca, you are attracted to guys. I am also attracted to guys. It just is what it is. Right. And so it's it's weird that... Yeah, and I can, like, understand it with, like, little, little kids. Like, there's no need to talk about relationships either way, like, straight or gay. But, like, once you get up to, like, fourth, fifth grade, especially middle school, high school, like, kids are dating anyway. Like... Well, like, once you hit puberty... <laughs> And then those hormones start flowing, and they're going to start feeling attraction to people. Right. What's the point in not giving them the information? Right, because then they're going to be confused. Like, I am attracted to boys. Why? Yeah, like, they're going to be... I supposed to be attracted to girls. Like, why am I attracted to boys? Exactly. Like, it's so much more helpful to give them the information and hopefully avoid like what I went through of like being extremely confused and hating myself for years because I thought I was wrong or different. But anyway, yeah, it's weird. The reasoning just doesn't really make sense. And so it's been, it's been a hard, it's kind of been a hard year to be honest. I mean, it's always hard to be different and it's our, our, it's always hard to be gay. It's always hard to be LGBTQ plus. It's just it's been such a weird roller coaster because we were like finally getting rights, and then we took a steep dive off that hill, and are just like trying to crawl back up the hill again. <laughs> and it, while actively being like shot at. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, like I, I feel like women are right there with you. At least oh, you'll yeah. have some support now. <laughs> yeah, it. Truly, now is perfect time for all of us, like, oppressed people to really come together and try to get this shit straightened out. Because I promise you, if the women and all the LGBT plus people came together, we'd get the shit done. Like, 
we outnumber them. We outnumber the straight white men. Like, <laughs> maybe we can't take them all in a fight, but damn it, we can politically overtake them if we wanted to. <laughs> it's been stressful. It's been stressful. And yeah. not just for me, but, you know, I have a little brother who is... I don't want to put his business out there, but he's open about it. He's trans. And so it's been hitting him really hard because he, of course, has friends, too, that live in some of these states that are trying to, you know, ban the care that they need to basically not kill themselves. Like, I think uh, a lot of, like, opponents of this stuff seem to forget that the whole reason these systems are put in place to help LGBT youth is because we are at such a higher risk of, A, crime. Like, just being the victims of a crime, we are already exponentially higher at risk. Not only that, but we are also at higher risk of killing ourselves. <laughs> like, of committing suicide, because we are told... A lot of us are told our whole lives that we are worthless, we're, you know, we're wrong, we're not meant to be alive, we're, you know, yada yada yada, all the negative shit. So we're at extremely high risk of mental health issues, of, you know, self-harm, self-destruction. I don't know what you would call it, but... And it's really interesting that they would rather, you know, have dead kids than help them. Yeah. But, yeah. You, you would think. Yeah. I mean, you, you'd think you'd want alive kids. You know, you think you'd want them to live. But apparently not. Apparently that's a hot take now. <laughs> They're better to be dead than to be gay. Apparently. I was told that for a while. Um. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. And you know what? I decided, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'd much rather be alive and sucking dick behind the Arby's. Because <laughs> I don't know what's waiting for me after I die. For sure. So, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen after I die. So I'm just going to be alive. Right now, and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep sucking dick until I have to die. So it's great. Then we'll figure that part out. Yeah, see, you don't teach that in schools. You don't <laughs> teach that part in school. <laughs> but a boy can like another boy, I promise. It'll be okay. A girl can like another girl. It'll be okay. Yeah, you just don't, you don't have to teach them about sucking dick behind the Arby's. No, I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. You can teach about people being of other sexualities without it being about sex right like <laughs> like i knew girls and boys liked each other before i even knew what sex was yeah <laughs> but it's crazy that like we're not even like the worst country with it like russia and like the middle east and it's so sad like how oppressed they are oh yeah it's we yeah yeah it is definitely worse than other places like oh a few years ago when the olympics were being held and uh, one of the competitors decided not to compete simply because you know the country of russia being gay is a crime mm -hmm. just being gay is a crime and so he decided not to compete which cool i can't imagine like being an olympian an olympian level athlete putting that much work into it because, you know, it takes so much time and effort and practice and trials and tribulations and all that shit to then, you know, be told by a country that you just being here is a crime and then you having to make the choice to not compete 
for something that you've been training for your, your whole, whole life, life to do. Right. It's insane. It is. Just a few months ago, uh, it was like right before the Russia and uh, Ukraine stuff, Sims released that wedding pack. Oh, and, like, yeah. Yeah, they weren't even going to release it in Russia because they would have to completely redo the um, trailer because it was about uh, two lesbians getting married. And it would have been illegal for the trailer to be aired in Russia. Oh yeah, well it wasn't it wasn't just the trailer, right? I mean, it was the entire like marketing. Right. Yeah, thing, like right? they would have to change like the entire marketing for it. Which I definitely f- I feel for them. Like I I understand, I kind of understand both sides right. on like why to you know yeah, put it out anyway no... and why not to. But Right. There was an outrage that they weren't putting it out in Russia because there are like people who are gay in Russia and they want to have that ability to live all their stories in the sims but then they were also like are we gonna fold because we have to change the entire like advertisement trailer to be straight to put it out and i'm not sure i know they ended up releasing it in russia but i'm not sure what they had to do to the trailer and all that to make it legal uh i'm not sure I I respect the the stand that they were trying to make, like the message they were trying to send. Like, we're not okay with this, so right. we're not releasing it in your country. Right. We're not however, changing. yeah. However, that does mean you're removing, or not removing, you're not giving that representation to the people in that country. Right. The access who, to it. Yeah. Which sucks. I, people don't really understand how much representation matters. I think it's sort of been commodified nowadays, and it's like a buzzword, but, like, representation really matters. Like, seeing yourself on TV, seeing yourself in games, in The Sims, in books, in the stuff around you really makes a difference in just how you view the world and how you view yourself. Mm -hmm. It, It took me a long time of, like, seeing characters like me who were gay on TV... Glee, for example, like that was the first show that I watched that actively had gay characters where they weren't the joke. Right. I mean, they were like people made fun of them. Right. But that's because it was high school. Right. It was realistic. Yeah, gay kids get bullied in school. That's I I did. We we all do. (laughs) So you know, it took a long time of seeing stuff like that, watching YouTubers that were gay watching movies that had gay characters that weren't the joke like it's it's very important to be able to see yourself in media see yourself represented i almost said represented Represented. which is (laughs) which is more of a uh gay ism thing (laughs) i respect the message ea was trying to send it just was kind of like Yeah, the funny thing is if they had waited, like, a month, no one would have cared because they were so pissed at Russia. True. (laughs) (laughs) Russia has been trying it. Russia has been really trying it lately. Uh, And now we have to pay $17 a gallon for gas because they decided to fuck around. We love gay. (laughs) Have you seen... For the next 30 days. (laughs) (laughs) I love that video so much. (laughs) I think my favorite part is them talking about, is her talking about, uh, if you do mouth stuff, you get a certain percent off. (laughs) (laughs) Right there in the butter shop. Yep. Just right there. And you know what? 
I'm down. If the if if anyone wants to give me a discount for doing gay stuff, I will happily I will happily do it. Especially if it's good butter. Yeah, if it's like handmade butter, that because that's sh- it gets so expensive when it's handmade, which rightfully so because a lot of work goes into making butter, but also like I'm just gay and I want something to spread on my toast, please. Thank you. I just want some nice herby butter to put on my toast. So I thought an interesting pivot uh, would be You don't want to, to talk about butter for the next hour? Um, no! I, I think we've, <laughs> we've talked about butter ad nauseum, honestly. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, t- to move on from butter, uh, I thought it'd be cool to uh, tell my, my little coming out story. Oh, yeah. Because, um, you know... Again, representation. And anyway, so I have known I was gay since I was probably like 10 to 12, somewhere in that range. Like, and I, there's a lot of like caveats to my story. I knew I liked boys. I'll say that when I was in that little age range. And before that, like, I I always knew I was different. Like, uh, so yeah, before that little age range i mean i knew i was different like i had always acted different and come to find out my parents knew i was gay too because of course i had acted different my whole childhood like i've never been the i was never the typical little boy like i didn't like playing sports i didn't like doing like manly things like my dad tried to take me fishing one time and i made him throw the fish back because i i didn't like it i didn't like that the fish were gonna die so i made him throw them back (laughs) Yeah, uh, <laughs> so we never did that again. So I always knew I was different, and then at that, you know, that's kind of when I hit puberty was like 11, 12, like in there. And so, of course, you know, attraction starts to set in. And I was extremely confused for a long time because, you know, where we grew up, where I am now still, you don't talk about being gay because it's wrong. It's bad. It's dirty. It's awful. You know, it's it's just horrible, demon-filled thing. Uh, not of Christ. And so it was a lot of confusion and a lot of vitriol for a long time. And then right around probably like 14, 15, I kind of started coming to terms with it. And that's when I came out to you and Evie as bi and to my parents as bi. But that was a lie. <laughs> Because in my head, I was not only lying to you, I was lying to myself. You were, like, convinced of it. Yeah, because it made it easier in my head. If I'm still attracted to girls, then it's not as bad as if I was only attracted to men, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was sort of like keeping one foot in the, like, good door <laughs> and putting the other one in the bad door, you know? But then... That was just raw. It was incorrect. Like, I, I've never liked girls. I, <laughs> ever. I've never liked girls. It was such a weird thing of coming out, but it being completely false. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I felt better, but it was still not true. Right. Like, I still wasn't being true to myself. And so that led to another few years of, like, being confused and angry and upset until I was leaving for college and my parents had you know helped me move back into the house here because I went to school in Virginia and we're really close to the border and my mom like 
my parents pretty much knew my whole life that I was gay. She sat me down and she asked me like, hey, are you gay? It wasn't in like a confrontational like, are you gay kind of thing. It was just like, I, I, I want you to be able to be honest with me. And I was like, yeah, I am. And I haven't really been able to say it. <laughs> because it's an extremely hard thing to say. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I don't know if straight people really understand. If if you're straight and you've never had like a gay person in your life, you don't really understand the weight that saying that has behind it. Like finally admitting it not only to yourself, but to the people in your life, to the people you care about, putting yourself out there like that mm-hmm. is extremely hard. And oftentimes it leads to the worst case scenario of the people that you love turning on you Mm -hmm. and not loving you anymore. And that's what I was so afraid of for a long time. But thankfully my parents are really supportive and they loved me and that has never changed. It's just, well, that's good since they got the four out of four gay children. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My mom likes to say that, uh, (laughs) she grew up in such a homophobic area but god made her not homophobic because she was gonna have four lgbt kids (laughs) because like you've got gay and then you've got bi leaning lesbian and then you've got pan and then trans trans and gay so (laughs) she really like she hit she wanted to hit all the letters that's Mm -hmm. what it was (laughs) but yeah not gonna lie it was really hard for a long time But I went to college, and I joined the GSA at our school, because they they hadn't had one for a long time, and then one of the professors, like, wanted to start it up again. And so I got to meet other, you know, other kids that were like me. Because let's be real, when you're in college, you're still a kid. I don't care how old you are. You're still a kid. And it was really nice. It was really freeing to be able to be around other kids that were gay, other kids that, you know, identified as trans. Or I don't, but, you know... You know what I mean. Other people in the umbrella. And then we moved to Pensacola, and I was really able to kind of blossom into, like, the gay person I am now. And I'm very proud of myself. I'm very proud of being gay. I don't... For a long time, I wished I wasn't. and Mm. Because life would have been a lot easier if I wasn't. If you were a straight white man. Yeah, life would have been a lot easier. (laughs) Not only for just in general but also for like my body type like where i live it would have been so much easier but i would not change it i love being gay i love being able to i i just i like who i am now and that took a long time to be able to say even now i'm like emotional like saying it out loud like (laughs) because that takes a lot of work for anyone especially someone that's like considered different by most people yeah different and wrong (laughs) i know i say that a lot but i want to be clear i only say that a lot because that's what was told to me my whole childhood was that i was wrong for being who i was and i want to put out there that that's not true like that is not true at any time you are not wrong for just being who you are for existing it sucks that I had to go through so much to get to the point where I am now, even with the parents that I have, like my parents have never stopped loving me or stopped supporting me for one moment. But 
it still was incredibly hard just to be able to say it because of where I grew up, who I grew up around, what I grew up hearing, not from them, but from pretty much everyone else. Yeah, how did it go with, like, does all of your family, like, extended family know? And, like, how did they react? Um, well, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I, I don't. I feel like it's easy to assume. Like, I mean, I, I would think that they would know even if they weren't told. Well, that's my thought process. Like, <laughs> I never officially came out to, like, my grandparents or my aunt and uncle or, like, I came out to my, my nene because I knew that she was a safe person. But, like, it's also, like, not hard to guess. Yeah. Because I've always been more femme. I've always been... And no, I don't want to say that everyone that is femme is gay. Like, that's not necessarily true. Because there are straight guys that are a little more feminine. But for me, that was the case. So, like, I would assume that they know. Uh, although, I, I've never come out to them because I don't like them. Mm-hmm. You uh, don't feel like they deserve to know. <laughs> well, n- n- no. I don't feel like they deserve to know me. Like, not because I'm gay, just because they're terrible people. Like, they're, they're shitbags. Like, true shitbags. So they don't deserve to know me. I don't need them in my life. So I, I would assume they all know. Although my grandfather has, even in the last year or two, asked me, like, if I'm dating any girls. Which is... <laughs> which is just willful ignorance at that point. Like... It's so stupid. You should you should just reply to him. No, I suck dick and cock. Oh my god, that would be so funny. Like, oh, I do like the full Tati Westbrook ism of just like sucking dick and cock <laughs> behind the Arby's. No. <laughs> oh god, maybe that would make him finally give out. He's a terrible human being. He's been terrible to me my whole life. That's why I don't like him. But everyone I told, like, my parents were like, yeah. Truly, we're just like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My siblings, like, they pretty much knew already. But they were happy that I told them. And then uh, my nene, I think she was, I don't know if she knew but she was perfectly okay with it. I think it was not necessarily a shock, but I don't think she knew. Did you know? Again. <laughs> I love that. I did it again. <laughs> I mean, I didn't come out to a ton of people because at the time it was, you know, really scary and it was really I mean, still it's it has like an element of danger to it. Right. Um and I mean, you took it well. <laughs> other than you... the fact that I was trying to uh, date you, other than that, I took it pretty well. It made more sense then. At least I wasn't yeah. just being rejected for being rejected. I was being rejected because I don't have the correct anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> you were being rejected because you just weren't it. You were not it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I mean, there was... The situation with our other friend, which is a whole other thing, but I don't want to put that on blast because that's, right. you know, we've, we've moved past that. So I don't right. want 
I don't want to bring that up again. And I think that they had it from, like, a good place in their heart. It was just not... I mean, with their raise, like... With their background of their family and, like, what they've Mm -hmm. been taught and, like, how strict everything was taught to them, like... Oh, yeah. It it was coming from a good place. It just wasn't a good thing. Yeah, and I, you know, I completely understand that. That's why it wasn't, like, more of a thing at the time. Right. It's just something that, you know, we were kids and, of course, we hold on to stuff. Like, when you're a teenager, you know, you hold on to that stuff Mm -hmm. and you absorb it like a sponge. Right. And then as you get older, you start to think about it. You start to dissect it a little bit. And you're like, yes, it had a really negative impact, but you understand why. Right. You know, you have an adult way of thinking about it that's very different than when you were a kid. Right. And no, I mean, we're not friends anymore we're not close you know we don't talk but i think we kind of got closure for that situation yeah and you're you're cordial okay i'll start recording again i don't even know where we left off oh we can just move on to something else since we kind of finished that anyway Um, and i want to give you a uh platform to talk about things have you had any questions you wanted to ask me? It's okay if they're a little uncomfortable. My um, fiance wants to know if you've ever been to a bathhouse. No, I've never lived near one. I would love to go, though. I would like to add what is a bathhouse, because oh. I am not, I'm unaware. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, So, uh, well, I mean, just a bathhouse in general, you, like, go and you can bathe. Like, it's sort of like a communal bathing situation. But in the, like, gay side of things, uh, it's where people go to have sex in public. Like, anonymous, casual sex. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, like, a a BDSM dungeon for gay people. Um, Well, I mean, there's, it's, without the BDSM part, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's what I meant. Like, a place where you go to do your thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's usually, like, anonymous and casual, because you're just, like, walking into a room. Oh, he's naked. I'm naked. It's dick-sucking time. You know, that. (laughs) It's very that. Uh, No, I've never been to one. I think it'd be interesting to go, but, like, I don't know if I'd be comfortable with that. I'm not a prude, but I'm also, like, I don't want to... In public?! Although it's not really... With other people? Yeah. <laughs> I'm usually very Plus, selective. like... Yeah, plus, how do you know if, like, someone like that has STDs? I mean, like, with other people, you could check, in theory. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I guess it truly is... It's just, like, an honor system. Even when you're just hooking up, like, it is an honor system of, like, they say they don't have any STDs. STIs, I think, is now the term. They don't have any STIs. But the problem is, like... The problem is you don't know, like, most of the time. Especially with men. Men usually don't show symptoms of any STIs. Depends on which one it is. But, yeah, it's sort of a gamble. I mean, it's like with anything when you're hooking up with somebody, it's... Flavored condoms. (laughs) It it has an (laughs) air of, like, recklessness and stuff to it. Mm -hmm. But that's true whether you're gay or straight. Like, it 
or you know right. some something else it, there is an air of recklessness to it there is like you're just sort of like abandoning your caution but for legal reason yes for legal reasons don't be like cody practice safe sex how dare you put me on blast? <laughs> oh my god! My mother listens to this podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Cody always uses condoms. <laughs> okay, uh, to be clear, I have actually not had penetrative congress many times. <laughs> I just have hooked up many times. And I haven't had well, I meant dick- condoms. I meant dick sucking condoms. Oh, I've never done that. That's yeah. weird. Cause you, you know you can get like shit in your throat. Yeah. But <laughs> why? I don't know. Like I don't know what it is about like, the idea of giving oral with a condom on it. Like why would you do that? It, that just you are being real careful. I don't think I've we we tried it one time I think, but it tasted like rubber. It tasted like strawberries and rubber. Well, I feel like it would be like putting one of those um. <laughs> You know those toys that it's, like, the squishy thing that's, like, never-ending and you, like, squish it and it, like, turns in on itself and it keeps going? Mm-hmm. I feel like it would just be, like, putting one of those in your mouth. And you're just, like, because I've always wanted to bite one of those things. But obviously, oh, like, God. I'm smart enough to know the liquid in there is probably toxic. So, like, I feel like I would want to bite it. And that shouldn't be happening. If I'm having intrusive thoughts to bite that, something's wrong. Maybe that guy that like solicited you last week would enjoy that. Ew! <laughs> I'm not putting his drug-addled dick in my mouth. Ew! <laughs> condom or no condom? <laughs> I've never tried flavored condoms. I guess because I never really understood the point. Yeah, they taste like r- rubber and strawberries. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not into that. I mean, yes, please have, please practice safe sex. Whoever is listening to this out there, please practice safe sex uh, so that you don't do that. But I'm also smart enough to know that a lot of us are just reckless and we just do whatever. So, you know, be smart about it at least. Don't hook up with people that have puncture wounds on their penis. (laughs) Unless you also have puncture wounds on your penis, then you'll probably be a good fit for one another. (laughs) Did I send you the follow-up video to the the high gay video? Yes. Yeah, I watched that. Uh, Yes. Oh, my God. It's Pride Month again at the butter shop. I love that girl. I really want her to make a new one every year. Oh, actually, before we go, I do want to bring my shirt up. So, Ew David um, is from the show Shit's Creek. Have you seen it? No. Well, I've seen, like, the first episode. My mom made me watch the first episode, but I haven't seen the rest of it. It's, um, it's very good. Uh, it is one of the, this kind of goes back to the representation things, the thing. Um, it's one of the, one, it's extremely funny. I love that show. Um, but it's also one of the few TV shows that I've watched that had a main character that was gay and where their story wasn't completely rooted in tragedy. There seems to be this thing with representation for people that are different, that their story has to be rooted in this, like, awful, tragic shit, which is true for a lot of us, but for some of us, 
it isn't. And it's also very powerful to see a positive representation of yourself that isn't like, oh, we have to watch this character go through hell for them to finally be okay. It's nice to just see a character who and becomes a couple at one point and characters who just exist and live and it's a positive thing. They're not being attacked. They're not, you know, mm-hmm. being homophobed. They're not being hate crimed. <laughs> so it's it's very nice to be able to watch it. It it's very solid representation, which comes from it being written by a gay man. Like it was created by the actor, which is very nice. What have you seen Modern Family? Because, like, I haven't seen it, but that looks, like, very, like, I don't know, like, it emphasizes it a lot. No, I've never seen Modern Family. I mean, I've seen clips from it, of course. I mean, it, mm-hmm. I get clips of it Because that seems like they're overdoing it. That seems like they're overdoing it, like, not making them into, like, a normal storyline, just kind of, like, emphasizing the, the issues. What do you mean? I don't know. It just seems like it's not doing what you were just talking about, about having them just living a normal life and, like, being themselves. It seems, like, very focused on, like, being gay. And, like, there was one part. I saw a clip. I haven't seen the show, but there was a clip about the lesbians and the gays fighting. Oh, yeah. The the gays couldn't stand the lesbians. Yeah. That, yeah. That was pretty funny. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's also not true, which is very funny. Maybe I, I'm not sure. I've never seen the show. I it's a it doesn't it have like twelve seasons. It feels like a massive undertaking mm-hmm. for me to watch. <laughs> I haven't like dove in. I mean, I, I'm glad that there's representation of that of a couple you know living together like that and then having a kid and then I think they end up having like another kid or something mm-hmm. and it being like normalized in their family. I don't really know if it's over exaggerated like you say, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I I like having representation for myself that isn't, you know, completely tragic. Like, it's nice just to see a positive story of someone just being able to live their life and not. Mm -hmm. And while that's not, that's maybe not the truest version of the story. Because, to be honest, like, a lot of people in the LGBT community, our childhoods are awful. Like, and then going into adulthood, it can still be awful, depending on where we live. And, I mean, we still get told that we're terrible, awful, that we're possessed by demons. Like, you know, that's the reality we live in. But it's nice to be able to see the idealized version of just being able to be happy. Like, knowing that there is an end to that suffering. That there is happiness in just being yourself. There is positivity in just being yourself and existing. And still being a good person and still... Being able to love other people even though you've been told you're not supposed to. You know? Like, there, there's mm-hmm. power in that. So I like being able to see that on TV. That's why right. I love Shit's Creek so much. Like, not only is it extremely funny and extremely well written, it's got really great representation. Now I need to watch it. Yeah. It's, like, it's six seasons. The seasons aren't very long. Like, the episodes also aren't very long. Like, it's... It's not a like a huge undertaking, and it's. I think it's very worth it because all of the characters are very funny. It's it's got the guy from Medea's Witness Protection in it, right? Yes, Eugene Levy. He plays the dad. Yeah. And then his actual son plays his son in the show. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Which is very obvious that they're real father and son because they have they both have the eyebrows. The eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The eyebrows and the really, like, thick hair. 
like nice mm-hmm. thick heads of hair again representation matters and I, I i love it that's why i have ew david that's his that's one of his sister's like iconic lines she says ew a lot and it's even affected how i say ew in everyday life <laughs> ew i i just found the most rainbow shirt i could find in my closet <laughs> i mean i don't have a lot of rainbow stuff mostly because i don't like the super saturated rainbow that is the gay mm-hmm. thing like it's great i love the symbol that it is but like this is like more pastel rainbow and i like that a right, lot right like mariah elizabeth yes i like that a lot more or like your care bears yeah uh did you have anything else you wanted to, to ask or anything before we wrap things up i want i want to make sure you have a platform to speak on things as an ally Oh, I don't think so. Okay. I think I am. I'm good. Okay. It was definitely interesting hearing your side of everything. Learning things I didn't know about. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad I was able to enlighten a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Looking I spend... Looking things from a different point of view. Yeah. I, I feel like that's kind of... We don't get... I, I Never mind. I... Never mind. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I know what I'm trying to say, but I can't get it out of my mouth. So we'll just move on. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, then, are we are we good? Are we done? I think we are good. Okay. Um, thanks for for joining us today, guys. Happy Pride Month. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, subscribe, follow, do all the things um, wherever you are listening. Yes. And send us your spooky stories. Yes, please. I we we need to hear them. Also, uh before we go, um that video, the TikTok you sent me earlier of the the gay cryptids. I think that'd yes. be really funny to do for the next episode. <laughs> yes. Okay, next week we're doing gay cryptids. <laughs> be sure to join us for that. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye.